Hey there, and welcome to episode 73 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I'm Erica, and today we're going to talk a little bit about who you truly believe yourself to be in the context of movement and exercise. So stay tuned, and we'll dive in. Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. And welcome to this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness Podcast. As I mentioned earlier, I am Erica and as always, really thrilled to have you with me. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about something that is really important when it comes to moving well and moving often and doing it in a way that doesn't constantly feel like an uphill battle. So we're nearing the end of 2020 and, you know, as is often the case, as we approach the end of the year, we start thinking about what we want for the year ahead. And it's an interesting phenomenon, I think, this whole sort of New Year's resolution thing, because, you know, we've all heard it. We know that we can actually make changes any day of the week we like. It doesn't have to be the start of a new year, but often the new year brings with it that kind of feeling of like, okay, this is my moment to create change. This is my moment to create the things that I want. And one of the things that can happen very often is that we, you know, dive into this kind of like turning over a new leaf situation and it lasts for maybe a couple of weeks and then it stops and we get into that sort of like oh this is always what happens Um, I guess I'm just no good all of those sort of conversations that we have with ourselves so why is it that we always kind of seem to revert back to what we know and there's a few reasons for that. One of them is because your your brain really likes habit and it's efficient and it's easy. So it takes work. It takes effort to sort of move beyond our habits. And if we've been, you know, doing something for a long time, that is deeply ingrained. It is a, a very well-worn track. And so to do something that is not that is challenging. You know, we're working against our brain's desire for simple sort of habitual, easy grooves. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't pursue it. (laughs) Um, But the other part of this is that I find really interesting is that sometimes we don't actually believe ourselves to be the kind of person who can do the new thing that we're setting out to do. So for this episode, we're going to use the example of starting yoga or being you know, more committed to our yoga or movement practice. This is a very common New Year's resolution. And oftentimes we go into it with the very, very best of intentions. I'm turning over a new leaf. This is my year. I'm committing to myself. I'm, you know, going to do X, Y, Z. This is what my practice is going to look like. And then we find a couple of weeks, month maybe down the track, We haven't stuck with what we said. And there's lots and lots of factors involved in this because habits are, you know, really, it's a really interesting area to dive into. Um, So I'm not going to cover off everything, but one important element that I think we often overlook is who we believe ourselves to be in that context. So if we have 
you know, decided we're turning over a new leaf in 2021. And up until this point, we really have believed ourselves to be lazy or we have believed ourselves to be just not that good at sticking with things or we have believed ourselves to be just not the kind of person who does yoga or, you know, whatever. You could fill in the blank there in any way, shape or form. Then we're going to have a hard time doing something that is not in line with or aligned with our belief about who we are. And sometimes we're not aware of what we think, right? We're not aware of who we believe ourselves to be. And these sorts of stories that we tell ourselves about who we are, are, you know, they, they deeply infiltrate every part of our lives. And so you might be aware of some of your stories in certain areas, but there might be some that you're just like, I don't even really know what I think here. But one of the things that we can do is we can start to look at how we talk to ourselves about what we're doing or when we fall off the, you know, wagon, what it is that we tell ourselves about what that means. Because when we are working in disalignment, I don't even know if that's a word, with what we really believe, it's going to be very hard to make it stick because we want to be kind of like congruent with what it is that we believe to be true. So if you think that you're not the kind of person who ever sticks with something, then you're going to prove that to yourself time and time again. And we can have the best intention in the world, but if we haven't changed that underlying belief about I never stick with anything, then we will not stick with it. That's just how it works, right? And so getting you know, curious about what is it that you actually believe about yourself is a really important part of this sort of whole habit building uh, change process. What I think is really curious is that oftentimes our stories around movement, exercise, yoga are very heavily like laden with good and bad kind of ideas And so we might think that moving and doing exercise and doing yoga with regularity kind of like makes us a good person. And so on the flip side, not doing it means that we're quote unquote bad. This is not a helpful way to think about movement ever because nobody shames themselves into motivation. It's a horrible way to motivate ourselves. It feels disgusting. It feels so um, heavy and yucky and just, right? So, but you might notice that come up in your language, right? So we, we go out, we set out to do the yoga practice every day or every week or whatever the idea is, we don't do it. And then we're like, oh my God, I'm such a bad person. I am the worst. I can't believe I didn't stick with that again. Oh, well, I guess this is what I always do. I must just be terrible at this. All of that is a story about who we believe ourselves to be. And we actually get to pick whether or not we're going to believe it, whether we're going to continue to buy into it, or if we're going to choose something different. Because the really cool thing is it's just a story and we get to change it if we want to. We can rewrite that for ourselves. And so that's, and you know, I'm not suggesting that this is something that we have no control over because we do, but sometimes we don't always know what's under the surface. So part of this is like starting to watch what's the language that you're using with yourself. What are your 
thoughts that are popping up as you're sort of trying to figure this out for yourself, making your plans, setting your goals, however you look at this, what is the language that you're using with yourself? Does it reveal anything about what you truly believe about yourself, about how you really sort of see yourself in the context of movement, exercise, yoga? One of the things that I've been really grateful for is that by being a yoga teacher um, and by kind of embedding movement very deeply into how I think about life, I suppose, it's just part of who I am. That still doesn't mean that I move all the time. It doesn't mean that there aren't sometimes days or weeks that go past where I haven't done what I hoped to do, but it's always very easy to get back into it because that activity completely aligns with my belief about myself. I believe I am a mover. I believe I am the kind of person who does that. And that makes all the difference. It means that, you know, it it doesn't feel like, I mean, there's some days where, yeah, it feels like a struggle. Absolutely. I'm human. But it doesn't, as a, as a general idea, an overall kind of concept, it is part of my life. It is part of who I am. And so the invitation for you this week is to start to notice what is your language around movement, particularly if you're struggling to stick with it. There are so many elements to this, as I said. Some of it is, you know, just actually showing up for yourself, choosing to be in integrity with what you say you're going to do. Part of this is, you know, habit forming and and using little tips and tricks to, to make that work for you. And part of it really is aligning it with who you believe yourself to be. And we can choose that. So don't feel like you have no control over this. You absolutely do. But we have to first become aware of what it is we think. And so this is why that kindness that I talk about on repeat is so important. Because when we can look at ourselves through that lens that is kind, curious and compassionate, it means that we're able to actually get, you know, closer, I guess, to sort of seeing those stories without making ourselves wrong without being kind of felt without sort of feeling like we're bad or that we have a problem because none of it's a problem. It's just, we want to move in a different direction. And so allowing yourself to see yourself with kindness, curiosity, and compassion allows you then to go, okay, is this where I want to stay or do I want to choose a different story? And we just, you know, start to, to, tell ourselves that different story, move in accordance with that different story and watch out for those moments where our language kind of doesn't fit with our new story about who we are and how that movement, yoga, mindfulness practice fits into that. So a couple of resources for you today, if you want to dive deeper into this, one of them is Atomic Habits, which is a book um, by James Clear. Fantastic book. If you you know, want to set some some goals around habits that you want to put in place. He has fantastic tips around how to kind of like habit stack, how to make space for, for building new habits. Um, it's one of the best books I think I've ever read in general, um, but certainly the best book out there around habits. So um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And the other person who I really think is so valuable in this space is Jim Fortin. So I have spent a lot of time listening to Jim's teachings on his podcast, I Am Jim Fortin. Oh, actually, that's his uh, Instagram handle is I Am Jim Fortin, but his uh, podcast is is just, I think, just called Jim Fortin or The Jim Fortin Show. Um, and he talks a lot about this idea of identity and 
being who you want to be in order to do the things you need to do to have the things that you want in life. So I would recommend checking out both of those if you are interested in diving a little deeper. Of course, I'm always here for questions as well. So you can come on over and find me on Instagram at Erica Web Yoga or visit my website and you can always send me an email that way too. All right. If you're setting your goals for 2021, if that's something that you do and, you know, there's something on there that you're like, eh, this one keeps showing up and I can't seem to make the change. I invite you to look at how do you talk to yourself about that in relation to like who you are at your core. All right. I hope you're having a good one. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, maybe share it with a friend who would love it too. And I'd also be so grateful if you'd take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It makes such a difference to get that feedback. And if you're over on social media, why not come and find me? You'll find me at Erica Web Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And over on my website, you'll find access to some free resources, including free classes that will help you to move well, feel well, and most importantly, move with kindness. Over there, you'll also find more information about joining me inside the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, which is my home of kind movement, yoga, Pilates, and somatics to help you move well, feel well, and all with kindness. Until next time, I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.